1: This is the Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. We can we can now, here's Sue Freeze.
2: Thank you, friends, for joining the Sue Freeze Show. Uh, here we are again. The holidays are upon us, aren't they? And Thanksgiving has just happened, and we have so much to be thankful for. Sometimes I forget to just think about that. And I don't know, maybe you do too. But um, there's just so much to be thankful for. And with all the things that go on, and we get so busy, don't we, just doing the busyness of the days, that sometimes just taking a deep breath and just paying attention to what's around us. You know, the sun's out, the moon's out, there's clouds forming, and we've got different formations. I'm looking at clouds right now at the window and at the station. It's just uh, a beautiful day. And the rain, you know, it comes and it washes everything clean and, the air is so clean and brisk and it's just such a wonderful time and you know when the sun comes out and the sun goes down the sun sun rises and the sun sets it's just beautiful and we just need to take a moment to just be aware of what's happening and then the people that show up the people that come in our lives they're there for a reason and maybe it's you're there for a reason and we need to be intentional so just ask the Lord to just guide you in those things. So when I was thinking about what the Lord wanted me to talk about today, um, the word restoration, just restoring those relationships because the holidays, you know, I just want my whole entire family and extended family to be together. It's so important to have those traditions and to just be together. And I know uh, sometimes uh You know, just the different personalities being in a room and who's cooking, who's not cooking, who's eating, who's not eating, who's going to help clean up, who's buying this, who's buying that, you know, all of those things. They're the things that, you know, need to happen. But is that the most important thing? Or is it to be able to be in a room and and share each other's pluses and minuses and pros and cons and ups and downs uh, to be there for one another and just have that intimate, that into me see relationship? So in thinking about reconciliation or restoration in relationships, I asked my assistant to pull some things up, and she did such a fantastic job. Cynthia, thank you so much for doing this. Um, we're getting in alignment now, and it's it's working really well. So I'm going to read some things because they're scriptures. See, I like to refer to scriptures. I live a life that I want to uh let the Bible be my guide. It's like the rule book for life for me. Now not, you know, maybe some of you listening right now that you're you're not there yet or you're not sure, or you don't understand. I can tell you that in my 60 odd years of being on this earth, I can tell you that I've tried it on my own and I've tried it with Jesus, and I can tell you it's much better with Jesus and it's much better when we know the rules. You know, when you play in a game, you have to learn what the rules are. What's the goal of the game and what are the rules? We have to know that, don't we? And sometimes in life, those things can be muddied or difficult to understand what exactly is expected. And based on where we want to be and who we want to be is going to determine the choices that we make. Now, with that being said, I will tell you that uh, no matter where you've been, no matter what you've done, that the Lord says his grace is sufficient for you, meaning that no matter what you've been through, the Lord doesn't care About your past. What he cares about is your future. He cares about your current, your present, and moving forward. So when you're thinking about your past, it is for lessons learned. Nothing more. No beating yourself up anymore over what has been, where you've been, what you've done. No more beating yourself up. What we're going to do now is move forward. And we need restoration for our own hearts. We need forgiveness for ourselves, forgiveness for others. And we need to restore. It's important that the You know, the scriptures are going to help you with this. So here you go. Understand it's our duty to reconcile. Second Corinthians 518 tells us they were called to a ministry of reconciliation in our lives. As Christians, we do not have the option to let broken relationships lie and fester. We must work to repair them. So take a moment right now. I have people and faces, names that are appearing in my brain right now. As I read that one line, I have people that I don't have what I would like to have in my relationship with certain people. Pray to God about it before taking action. Keep in mind that you can't fix things on your own. You need God's grace to intervene. Pray to him about the situation, asking for wisdom, patience, and love. Invite him into this relationship to do what you cannot. That is so good because, you know, have you ever been in a relationship where you wanted to fix it, but you couldn't? And in that case, what do you do? You long to have a closeness, you long to have a relationship, but the other person is closed off, doesn't want to talk, doesn't want to mend, doesn't want to understand. They just close off. What do you have control over? What can you do something about? You can pursue that person, and you should, in love, and you should let them know that you really are desiring to have a relationship with them, and then it's up to them what they are going to do with that. But our responsibility is to pursue. Our responsibility is to you know, figure out our part in that and deal with that part. And the rest is up to the Lord and the other person. Forgive that person. Sometimes that is the hardest obstacle. I know in my own life it's been the hardest op- obstacle. And once I chose to forgive people that trespassed against me and didn't deserve forgiveness, but once I chose, I made the choice to forgive those people. It started with my brain. My heart wasn't there yet started with my brain, I made a choice in my brain that I was choosing to forgive because God tells me to do it. I didn't feel it, I didn't feel like doing it, but I did it out of obedience. And what happened is with time, the forgiveness that I said I was gonna do became a reality where I did forgive. There was no more power behind it. And the unforgiveness lessened to where I felt a freedom a release of bondage, just a freedom because that other person didn't even understand the pain that was there. So the only person that was really suffering as is the case with you too listening is that if you have unforgiveness is that you're the one that is paying the price not that other person. You're not hurting that other person. You're only hurting you. So forgive that person. Often brokenness comes from a past light or wound that one or more people created. While that wound festers, there can be no restoration. So forgiveness is needed at the start to begin healing. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. This is Colossians 3.13. Look it up in your Bible. Number four of these bullet points, make it a priority to meet with that person. God says in Matthew 5 that it's more important to make peace with others before you go to worship. Ever hear that phrase, don't let the sun go down on your anger? That's exactly what God wants of you. Today is the day to deal with your relationship, not six months from now. Not six months from now. This is the season If you have one decision to make on a goal or a New Year's resolution, I would say this is the one that would bring the most joy, the most peace, just the most love in your relationship and those that you come in contact with is this decision. So don't wait to meet with this person. Listen carefully, talk caringly. A lot of times we get into trouble with people because we fail to really listen and understand them. Make this your mission when you meet. Don't look to your own interests, but the interests of others. You're also going to want to watch the words you say and how you say them. Proverbs 15, 1 says that a gentle answer turns away anger or wrath in some scriptures gentle talk from a humble heart is the best way to go are you prepared to do that so preparing yourself for this conversation making the appointment preparing yourself for this conversation understand the goal before you get in the room is your goal is to be understood or to understand admit your own feelings Instead of trying to win another argument, take a cue from James 5.16 and confess any sins you have committed against that person. Take responsibility for how you have wounded them and ask them to forgive you. There is so much healing that can go on in that time. Humbling yourself, taking responsibility for your part in the situation. Does major things towards healing and reconciliation. You're listening to the Sue Freeze show. Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word.com. I'd love for you to go to my website. I would love for you to connect with me. I'm all about the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And I would love to connect with you. So go there. I'll give it to you again Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word.com. Talk candidly about the core of the problem between you two. When you're no longer against each other, you can work together to identify the real problem or problems. (laughs) A lot of times there's more than one. You have and talk about how to resolve those. To answer before listening, that is folly and shame, says Proverbs 18. The heart of the discerning acquires knowledge, for the ears of the wise seek it out. All these are scriptural. Remember at the very beginning I said that the rule book for life is the Bible, and all of these scriptures are coming from the Bible. So they're telling you how, who, what. It's giving you the rules to the book to give you answers, to give you direction on how to handle and manage yourself. It's really good. Pursue peace overall. Do we do that? Think about yourself and think about your workplace. Think about your church, your ministries. Think about your home life. Are we pursuing peace overall? Chances are that you might never see eye to eye with this person or completely wrap up every last issue between you. That's okay. Because again, it's not about winning. It's about fostering peace and forgiveness between you so that a relationship can grow and bloom again. Seek peace and pursue it. 1 Peter 3:11 instructs us I've talked about in in past shows having 13 years of shows under my belt uh, I've talked about how important it is to realize that this life is a journey it doesn't it doesn't uh, end today if if there's an issue it doesn't mean you have to resolve this issue right here right now I know it says don't let the sun go down on your wrath I understand that and it is It is a time when you have to say, I I value you enough that I don't want to just, you know, shuffle this under the rug and hope it goes away. Because it doesn't. It just, I don't know, it just grows when you don't deal with it. But sometimes people can be either really hungry, they can be really tired, and not in a position timing-wise to really receive what we need to do. So in that case, the best thing to do, and I learned this in counseling for myself, is that the best thing to do is make an appointment for the following day that is agreed upon by both parties this is really good in marriage uh, and and you do not fail to meet up at the time that you guys agreed to to reconnect and deal with the issue whatever it is? I tell you it uh, you know it's just a way of saying I value you enough, but I want you to understand I won't give you one hundred percent right now because I'm not in a position to do that. I'm hungry. I'm tired. I, I just need time to just rest and regroup. And then let's come back tomorrow, whatever time you guys agreed to, and we'll start up again. And, and we will have resolve. We might not always agree on everything, and that's okay, but we'll come together because you are important and I wanna understand your position just as I would like for you to understand mine. That's healthy, isn't it? It's wise, it's healthy, and it's loving. And isn't that the goal? All in all, isn't that the goal? Proverbs twenty-five twenty-one: return good for evil. If your enemy is hungry, give him something to eat. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. This verse simply gives us a nature of Christ, which is paying back good for evil deeds. This act shows you have Christ in you. We shouldn't treat people badly because they did the same to us. This is counter to our human nature, isn't it? It's, it's not what we normally would react to, which is why we ask for Christ to live in us. It's why we say, what would Jesus do? Because it gives us a rule book. It gives us guidelines. And it's not easy. It's not easy, but it is easy. Because once you understand the, the main goal is to live like he did, and to live a righteous life, and to live with love, kindness, you know, consideration, that it changes things in relationships, which is what he was all about. It's all about relationships. It's not about how much money you make. It's not about what you buy, what you have, material things. It's about relationships. Does it mean we shouldn't be concerned with, you know, providing and and doing well? No, it's not saying that. Ephesians 4.29, your words can either build up or tear down. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs. That it may benefit those who listen. What we say as well as how we say it has a great effect on our relationships. Accusing, criticizing, mocking others wrongly can leave a big wound over time. That is so true. Somebody can have the best of intentions, but if they are accusing, if they are criticizing, if they are showing judgment, uh, it's not received well normally. Now, I, I tell people all the time, I want friends that are going to tell me what I need to hear, not what I want to hear. But it's in the manner that they tell me that matters so much. How about with you? It's really important how someone delivers the message. You know, such as those that do well with little get more. That's a loving thing to say. It could be something where, you know, some people could take it wrong or take it differently than what's intended. But all in all, it's a truth. Those that do well with little get more. It's it's a biblical truth. John thirteen thirty four love changes everything. So now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Love has the power to restore a broken and a wounded relationship just as a man was restored to God because of love. John three sixteen probably the most popular scripture in the Bible. And then you probably know it. And if you don't and you eat it in and out, just check the bottom of the cup. Although I think recently they... Change their scripture to a different scripture but they've had this one on there for as long as they've been around for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life so if ever there's a question on to believe or not believe this is the answer that you could give it's john 3 16 because he did give his only begotten son. And he does say that whoever believes in him will not perish, but will have everlasting life. Philippians 2.3, be genuinely concerned about others. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Thinking of others as better than yourselves. That's Philippians 2.3. Matthew five twenty three twenty four. 24 be the first to make a move. Jesus said, if you enter your place of worship, listen carefully to this one. This one's good. If you enter your place of worship and and about to make an offering, you suddenly remember a grudge a friend has against you. Abandon your offering. Leave immediately. Go to this friend and make things right. Then and only then come back and work things out. I always forget the address of that scripture because that one, you know, it drives the message home is that he doesn't want us to worship until we've loved our neighbor He's telling us to, to restore, reconcile before coming to the altar. First John 1, 8, acknowledge your wrongs. If we claim that we're free of sin, we're only fooling ourselves. Yeah, we're not. <laughs> Romans twelve eighteen, do all you can to live in peace. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. That's not easy, is it? You know, what God, what God tells us to do is it's not necessarily easy but it does have fruit. 1 Corinthians one ten. I appeal to you, brothers, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be united in the same mind and the same judgment, for it has been reported to me by close people that there is a quarreling among you, my brothers. What I mean is that each one of you says, I follow Paul or I follow Apollos, so on and so forth. We need to follow Christ. James 4, 6 and 7, But he giveth more grace. Wherefore, we sayeth, God resisteth the proud, but give grace unto the humble. Submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Listen, can I just tell you that that's truth? And that how you, if you are feeling oppression, if you're feeling like there's multiple things coming at you in the spirit world, if you're sensitive to that, or if you just feel like what is going on right now, there is just something going on. that's just not, it's evil. It's deceptive. The best thing we can do is to fight in the spirit. And the best thing you can do there is to just call out the name of Jesus out loud, out loud, because... The blood of Jesus is where things happen. It's where freedom comes. It's where the release comes. And it's really where the battle is won, is in the name of Jesus. So try it sometime. If you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling like there's just no hope, you've got all of these things coming at you and you just don't know what to do, get on your knees, put your hands up to the sky and reach out and ask the Lord to just save you, guide you. And use the name of Jesus out loud hebrews ten twenty four twenty five and let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as ye see the day approaching. I think about our holiday season, and I think about assembling ourselves, you know um If you really want to have these connections, the best thing to do is to have everybody put their phones away. I know that sounds crazy, doesn't it? But I really think everybody just, you know, I have a friend who has this big box. And when people come into her house, I thought it was rude at first, but now I think it's so smart. But she has a box. She goes, okay, while we're here, we're going to spend time together. And we're going to put all our stuff in a box so we don't have to be interrupted. We can just really be present in the present. And I think how genius is she? I really think it would be wise. So let's try it. Uh, You know, report to me by going to dot com. Report to me and tell me how that goes for you this holiday season. I'd I'd really like to hear from you. I'd like to hear all the stories of what happens when people are, what? You want me to do what? You want me to unplug from my social media? Yeah, let's unplug from social media. Let's unplug and let's just be present in the present. I think that's a great idea. We will be back with more of the Sufri show for part two right after this brief break. Have you noticed more insects or rodents in your yard or maybe in your home? Warmer weather means it's mating season New customers get $50 off any initial treatment. Pests hate that we make our service so affordable. Don't let insects and rodents move in. Call Ecola now, 877-332-BUGS. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. E. powerful termite and pest control.
0: As gentle as a butterfly. E. cola, 877-332-BUGS.
1: Revealing the secret causes, surprising cures, and the untold truth about harmful indoor allergens. Written with the passion of a loving mother, wisdom of a successful businesswoman, and deep spiritual devotion, learning to breathe is a hero's journey for the parent in all of us. If your child suffers from asthma, this must-read book could save your child's life. Learning to breathe by author Sue Freeze. Available on Amazon or log on to SueFreeze.com. That's Sue, F-R-I-E-S.com, SueFreeze.com. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze.
2: Thank you so much for joining The Sue Freeze Show for part two. And listen, thank you, E. cola termite and pest control, for sponsoring this show. I'm just so thankful to be part of that team, and we are hiring. If you are interested, just reach out to TermiteLady.com. You get a, you can get an application there, and we have six offices. We cover from San Diego to San Luis Obispo. That's all of Southern and some Central California, and we've been rated. E.C.O.L.A. has been rated top 100 companies uh, for North America, and that's a huge, huge. Accomplishment. And I'm very proud of our team because we've done a great job at making that happen. And we just want to satisfy our customers and exceed expectations. And we strive for excellence. And if you want to be part of our team, we would love to hear from you. So you have to have a clean driving record. Uh, you have to be pretty um, athletic because you have to climb in the attic and you have to go in the sub area and it's dirty and it's you might see a dead rat or a black widow spider. So you have to be willing to do all those things. Plus, you have to have your clean driving record. So if you have those things and you're interested, nobody wakes up one morning and says, oh, I want to be in the pest control business. This just doesn't happen. I've been in the industry 42 years. I've asked so many people, how did you get started? And it's never, I woke up one day and I just wanted to be in the pest control business. No, that isn't what happens. It kind of just happens. And uh, people stay. Because why? Because it's a good, good career. Um, And it's, um, you know, it was essential during COVID. And it's somewhat recession-proof because everybody needs to take care of their homes. So we would love to hear from you if that's uh, you. If you think that you know somebody or if it's you, we'd love to hear from you. All right. So we were talking in the part one, we were talking about restoration, reconciliation. And we were talking about how the holidays is a time where we come together. And, you know, when you get a bunch of personalities in the room, sometimes it's very difficult to have peace and harmony. And isn't that what we want? We want to have good traditional family meetings where everybody's loving on each other and we're laughing and having a good time. We love to play cards in our family. We just – anybody that comes in that's new to the family, we we play cards and teach them how to play. And, uh, you know, it's just so much fun. And and my daughter and her husband now are the lead – winners but uh my son is is quickly you know kind of ramping up and getting up i used to be the best but i don't play that much anymore and so my kids have taken over and and now they're winning and that's great i love i love seeing that and it's so fun for us we just have a great time and it's so much better than everybody being having their nose in their phones uh we just need to talk about you know what's what's the pluses in our lives What's, what's been bothering us? What lessons have we learned? Those are questions around the dinner table after we say our prayers and this meal that we've created and spent hours on that we eat in like 10, 15 minutes and it's over. Uh, you know, it's just nice to be around the table and just talk about highs and lows and pros and cons and, and lessons learned for this time. Uh, you know, it's, we really get to know people a little better, a little deeper. And it's really wonderful to, to get down deep and be present in the present. So with that being said, encouraging others to be better, Hebrews ten twenty four, and let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Romans 15, 5, 6, may the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another in accord with Christ Jesus, that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Love it, love it, love it. Let's see where I'm 12. Okay, we must learn to live in harmony with our friends, colleagues, or spouses in doing things we accept them for who they are rather than the version we wish they were. Allow them to mature and change at their own pace and choose to accept them exactly as they are at any given time. Isn't that beautiful? To live in harmony with our friends. To live in harmony. Is that our goal? To live in harmony with love, peace, joy? I would say so. I think that's a wonderful, wonderful goal. John 8, 32. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Total restoration, you need to focus on the truth. There are always lies and truth behind any broken relationship, and you need to focus on truth and accept it. So truth, you really can't have a relationship if you don't trust. And so telling the truth is vitally important to the health of your relationship. Even the smallest of white lies, if you think you're protecting somebody, if somebody is feeling like you're not telling the whole truth, it causes a wedge. And we don't want that, do we? I know I don't. I don't want that. It's just better to tell the truth. And even if we have to say, you know, can I, can I get back to that later? Or you want to say, you know, now is not the right time. I'll explain myself later. That would be okay. Right? That would be better. Biblical steps for restoring broken relationship. Ask forgiveness and grant forgiveness. Acknowledge your wrongs. Use your words rightly and communicate effectively. Humble yourself. Don't rush the process of restoration. Be sure all are committed to loving. Focus on reconciliation, not resolution. Listen to that. Did you hear that? Focus on reconciliation, not resolution. Interesting. There is a difference, isn't there? So many times we want to go to resolution. How do we fix this? What, you know, what can we do different? And those are all questions that need to be asked probably. But in this thing right now, let's focus on reconciliation. The number one goal is you love this person, you want to have a relationship with them, right? That's number one. Number two is resolution, if it can be resolved, or do we need to just appreciate our differences and still love each other? Working issues, not the person. I, I read a book called Fighting Fair a long time ago, in, in early on in my marriage. You know, Fighting Fair, because a lot of times in our family life, we, we have role models that maybe didn't learn how to fight fair. And so we've learned, and not even knowingly, we've learned how to not fight fair. And what's important in relationship is to, you know, change that because we can, can't we? We have a choice on how we're going to respond, how we're going to react in any given moment. Sometimes we have this knee-jerk reaction just because it's just, ooh, and, and that's not always the best. It's best, I've learned with wisdom, I've learned, count to ten, take a deep breath, breathe, Sue, breathe. And you could do the same. Because it's important that sometimes maybe not saying anything at all is better. Uh, You know, I have some employees and they lack filter, I say. They lack filter because they just say whatever's on their mind, whenever it's on their mind. And they're not even thinking about how that can be received and what the outcome is going to be. Now, when you get wiser, uh, hopefully you get this filter to say, is this really necessary to say this right this minute? Is it really necessary to have toed at the moment? It's just these things are so important for us to think before we act, and that's part of wisdom. Maturity. Oh, make the first move in making things work. Now I can tell you firsthand. I just tried this, and it didn't turn out well. I I pursued a situation where I feel the relationship is strained, and uh, the outcome made me realize that it was worse than I thought. So then um, the only thing I can do is back up a little bit, regroup, think, pray, and and figure out what what I need to do next. But pursuing is important so we don't back off and just run away. That's not going to achieve the goal that we're after, is it? So we just have to sometimes give space. Maybe writing a letter instead of having a communication might be better. I don't know. There's more than one way to communicate, isn't there? talk to god before talking to the person that's very good advice don't you think i think that's very good advice you're listening to the sue freeze show sue freeze spelled like fries one word dot com go there please connect with me i would love to hear from you i want to hear what's going on in your life i want to know if you need prayer i'm the only one that reads these so you can really be uh you know you can be sincere i hope you are all the time but I hope that you feel that you can be safe uh, in talking about what you need to talk about with me. I don't have all the answers. I'm not a theologian. I am a person who follows Christ. I feel like I have Christ in me. Uh, I'm led by the Holy Spirit. I pray for discernment, and I will do my best to direct or to get resources to help in any given situation. I will do my best. Um, and that, that's what I can assure you that I will do. So reconciliation, before I go into this, I'm just going to say that, um, a long time ago when I was thinking about this show, we're talking 13 years ago, I'm driving in my car and I'm, when they asked me to do this, I said, oh my goodness, what am I going to talk about? Oh my goodness, what am I going to talk about? I don't know what I'm going to talk about. And what am I going to call the show? So I'm driving and I'm asking the Lord, should I do this? Should I not do this? Uh, What am I going to talk about? And what came to mind at that time was rewords, rewords. What's that? And the Lord just showed me rewords, saying that re, r e, like reconciliation, rebirth, uh, renew. All of those words that are re's are second chances. And people say that I am a person of second chances, sometimes third and fourth chances. But I am a person of second chances, okay? Because I believe we we deserve to have those, and I want to be a person that offers those. So with all the rewords, and I have a list of them, I thought, oh, wow, this is what I can talk about. I can pick a word, and I can talk about it. So today's word is restore, and with restore comes reconciliation. And because of the holidays, I'm just uh, reiterating this again, Is I just feel like it's a time where we should be coming together. And sometimes they're the most difficult times for some of our family members. It's the most difficult time for us sometimes to deal with some of our family members. I get it. I so get it. But I can tell you that our families are family and friends are friends and uh, coming together is a very important thing. Our Lord is a relational God and he really wants us to have relationships. So we have to learn how to be better at it. And so this show, uh, part one and part two, is about being better at it and figuring out how we can reconcile and restore relationships that are maybe burdened. So 2 Corinthians 5, 18, 19, all this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. The word reconcile in the Greek, I can't pronounce it, could tell us can tell so, I think it doesn't give me how to pronounce it so I apologize which means to change mutually or reconcile honestly reconciliation involves a change in both parties reconcile means to restore friendly relations between or cause to coexist in harmony that's a good way of putting that God did this for us through the sacrifice of his son he has restored our relationship with him that is his heart Write a prayer to have a heart like God's, a heart willing to do what needed to be done for harmony to be restored. Romans twelve eighteen. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. That is such a great scripture. Think about it. See what it says, if it's possible. If it's possible. And as far as it depends on you, because not everything is possible because it doesn't depend on you. But as far as possible that it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. So it's telling you, do your part. Don't sit back. Do your part. Pursue. You want the relationship? Go for it. Prompt. It takes two to tango and two to be at peace. However, we are only called to do our part. We cannot change the other person. Did you hear that? You cannot change the other person. Be relieved that Of that load you are carrying, during your quiet time, ask the Lord to reveal who you've been trying to help change. Spend some time talking to the Lord about this. Wives, husbands, did you hear that? Have you been trying to change your spouse? Can we change another person? No. But what you can do is look at the person in the mirror, and you can change your reaction, your response. You can change your attitude towards the other person. And when we do that, a lot of the times something changes, right, in the relationships. It just does. So you work on you. That's what it's saying here. You're responsible for you. Matthew 5, 23, 24. Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar First go and be reconciled to them, then come and offer your gift. What is that saying? This is scripture is so good. It's saying if there's anybody that has you have an altercation with, if there's anybody that is not at peace with you, or if there's somebody that you're not at peace with, it's important in order for you to really worship and to really uh, be at one with God is he, he wants us to reconcile with our relationships, our people here on this earth. He says, love thy God with all thy heart. And then he says, love thy neighbor as thyself. Well, who's your neighbor? Who's your neighbor? Every person. So he wants us to be at peace with every single person. This is one of my goals for life, is I don't want to have anyone that I have any bad feelings to me or for me or that I have towards another person. I want to make sure that I reconcile. How about you? What's your goal? The context of this passage is crucial. Jesus is preaching his famous sermon on the mount, and he's talking about murder and anger. He says, but I say to you that anyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment, just as the one who murdered is liable. Y'all, we are not right with God until we are at peace with men. God knows our hearts. The scripture above proves that. He knows when we've extended peace, and it was not accepted Do some heart inventory today. Is there anyone you're angry with today? Write a prayer asking God to help you forgive and grant peace and grace. 1 Peter 3, 9. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing. Because to this you were called. So that you may inherit a blessing. See, he's giving you. A suggestion on what to do he's telling you what to do and he's telling you what you're gonna get for it right there in that one verse he's saying what to do what not to do and then he's telling you so that you may inherit a blessing isn't that great he's telling you what to do and what you're gonna get isn't that nice who will you bless today who is normally a difficult part of your day don't do it expecting your kindness to be reciprocated do it for Jesus so find somebody that rubs you wrong Find somebody that irritates you. Can I give you a little side note here? This is just wisdom from me to you. Over my years, there's been people that have irritated me. Yeah, I know. But there's been people that have irritated me. And I take a step back and I I do an inventory of what is irritating me about that person. And then I take it inwardly and say, do I have that? Do I do that? And can I tell you that every time that I've asked myself that question about that irritation on that other person. I do that also. And I don't like saying that, but I'm telling you out front, if somebody's irritating you, ask yourself if you do that. You know, it's like I interrupt people sometimes. My brain, I don't remember things, so I, I'm like, oh, I don't want to forget what I'm going to say, so I'm going to interrupt. And it's so rude, and I know it's rude. And all those people that know me, you're listening and you're laughing. But I'm telling you that I know it, but I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to forget what I'm going to say like it's so important. But... I, I do. And I have people that do that to me, and it irritates me so much. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I do that. Now I know what it feels like. So I'm really trying hard not to. And I apologize after I do it, but I deliver what I thought I was going to forget. And then I'll say, I'm really sorry I did that. But at least I know that I'm interrupting. That's, a, that's improvement. So I'm making progress. I am, I'm in progress, and so are you, and God's not done with you yet, and God's not done with me yet, and hallelujah for that. Thank you, Jesus, for not being done with me yet. So 1 Corinthians 13, 4, 5, love is patient, love is kind. Think about what he's saying love is, because we want to be love, don't we? We want to, to show love to those that we come in contact with. So are we patient? I struggle with that word. I struggle with being patient. I'm a maximizer, and every minute counts. I don't like to wait in lines. I'll just admit it. I um, get frustrated with people driving the speed limit. I'm admitting it. Um, I'm not the most patient person, and I know those that know me, they're laughing again. That's okay. I love you, too. Anyway, so love is patient. Love is kind. I'm hoping I'm kind, but sometimes I get frustrated, but even in my frustration, I try to be kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it's not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Have you kept any records of wrongs? I'm asking you because that's what's on this paper, but have you? Have you kept a record of wrongs? See, this is part of forgiveness, isn't it? It's part of forgiveness. Write the name Jesus over their names. So write their names down. Everybody that, you, that has wronged you. I've had to do this. It's a procedure. It's a process. And it is revealing and freeing when you actually do the process. Write down all the people, all the people that have done you wrong. And then you need to one by one if you really want to get freed. Okay, This is only if you want to get freed. If you want to stay in this bitterness and this unforgiveness, you go ahead. You can go ahead and do that because God gave us freedom of choice. But why would anybody want to be there? Why would anybody want to stay there? I definitely don't. I want, I want to have the fullness of what God has for me. I want to do what God created me to do. How about you? What do you want to do with your life? See, we were created with a purpose. This show is about the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. How important is that? You know, when they asked me to do the show, I, I was saying, gosh, you know, what what is the show about? What is Sue about? And what Sue is about is the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And there's different levels and there's different things that we need to talk about, spiritual, health, physical, mental. There's all these different arenas, and we have to have life balance. How balanced are you? I will tell you that if you don't forgive those that have trespassed against you, you're going to miss out on the fullness of life. Do you want to miss out on that? (laughs) I don't think you do. And I don't think people that haven't gone through the process or understand the importance of forgiveness, they don't really understand that they're the ones holding themselves back from having the fullness of what God has for us. So if you have the opportunity right here, right now to change your life forever, yes, change your life forever is to get rid of this unforgiveness in your heart. And it is not easy. No one said it was going to be easy. But I have to tell you that once you're released of it, it's like weight has been lifted off of you and you've been washed white, clean as snow, and you can move forward in that freedom. And, and, and it's like a, a flower that's been like tied up into this tight bloom that just cannot open up. The flower can't open. Your blossom is not blossoming because you're not allowing yourself to feel and to be freed from this unforgiveness. So when you do that, then your, your flower can open, and everybody can see this beautiful new flower, and you can smile and just have this lightness about you. Doesn't that sound wonderful? Who would not want that? God's design and creation. When God created the world, he proclaimed that all of his creation was good. God saw all that he made, and it was very good. We read in Genesis that God created men and women in his image. Therefore, all humans have the same value and merit, respect. The story of creation shows us that God wants us to love one another and live in harmony, just as the Trinity loves and lives in harmony. Reading the creation story, four relationships are prominent. Our relationship with God, the spiritual domain, relationship with each other, the social domain, relationship with God's creation, the physical domain, and relationship with ourselves, the mental domain. God called all of his creation good, and therefore these relationships were also good. So if he created all of us and he said we were good, then do you realize that you are good? In your most inner core, you are good. You're beautiful. You were created in his image. I was walking down the airport. I was uh, going down the hallway and I, well, I was in line and I was looking at everybody's faces because we can, (laughs) I can see people's faces. I can see their mouths. I can see, and most people weren't smiling. So I decided to test something out and I started smiling really big. And when I turned around in this line waiting for the security, I, when I was smiling, all I noticed was everybody started smiling. So look at how we can just make a difference just by us doing one little thing like smile. Be a blessing to someone each and every day. God bless you. Until next week, have a wonderful holiday season. Bye for now.
1: Ah, it's that time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call E. termite and pest control services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects.